Hello and welcome. We're back with an NBA trade line deadline special edition here. Uh, I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, Ford Brandon. We're here to just kind of talk down all the madness this week. Uh, it's kind of my favorite time of the year. What do you think, Ford? Like, this is just kind of the... I just love it. I love it. Dude, at the beginning of the off season, like, it was kind of built up that this was going to be like a quiet trade deadline. But in the last couple weeks, like, all hell broke loose and, like, the, the train went off the rails. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't think people really kind of thought Anthony Davis would be a... Uh, a dominant of fall this early. I think a lot of that has to do with how well the Pelicans were last year, how good they, excuse me, how good they performed. Um, especially the playoffs. I mean, they swept Portland. They were just, they're fresh out of it. I don't think anyone really saw them declining like they this. They destroyed Portland. Oh my gosh, it, it was a destruction. So sad. Yeah, it makes me so sad that that team blew up because that duo of Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins was really starting to like, they were getting chemistry until Cousins, you know, tore his ligament, you know, Achilles, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, that that changed a lot, obviously. Golden State looks fantastic. But, um, yeah, no, this, uh, this, this was a wild trade deadline, and even though the biggest piece that we all kind of were anticipating on leaving didn't leave with Anthony Davis, I still think it was pretty exciting. You saw a lot of contenders, especially in the East, yeah. you know, kind of get, get bolstered up a bit. But uh, for now, let's just, let's talk about AD here. So, I mean, obviously, Davis is staying in uh, New Orleans um, probably until this off season. I don't, I don't see it. Which, there's, n- there's no way he stays in New Orleans past next year. I think, obviously, you know, like I mean, okay. Well, first off, like good for the Pelicans to like stand their ground and not, you know, conform to Magic Johnson and the Lakers, and then you know, end up giving away, you know. Just kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess conform to what their uh, deal was going to be, you know, with Lonzo Ball, Ingram, just that entire young core plus a couple late first round, second round picks, because that's clearly not the best deal that you could have gotten. And so good for them for standing pat and waiting to go into the summer so they can have all options, because that Lakers deal was going to be there in the summer, you know? Like I, it, you would have been idiotic to take that deal dirt like right at the trade deadline, you know, compared to waiting for the summer and seeing what the Celtics can offer, or maybe what the Clippers can offer. I mean, hell, even the Knicks. Like I don't know, I mean, but uh, good for them. I'm happy. I think the league kind of rejoiced that yet again the Lakers were not didn't get what they wanted. Uh, I think people were happy to see the um, see the Lakers get rebuffed a bit when you know. The Spurs didn't give him Kawhi Leonard. Apparently Popovich... And PG, and PG, yeah, too. And definitely PG. Apparently Popovich reached out to uh, <laughs> to Del Dems and was like, Hey, don't give up. Don't don't, don't give him the... Don't, don't do this. <laughs> I, I had heard rumors about that. They're just rumors at this point. You hear it's a million win about for them. the small markets. It's a huge it's one a for win. the small markets. Paul George, what happened with with PG was the, was probably one of the best things that happened to small markets like in a long time that, that i mean that's that's just a huge win um oh, yeah and uh that's like you know the, the planting of the flag of like iwo jima like that was <laughs> the marquee moment for like small market teams i'm so uh, fucking I, happy that was us too <laughs> I, i'm pretty pumped too I, hey uh, my my thing is i love I, I really love NBA Schadenfreude, you know, seeing someone who's all powerful. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Lakers are a mighty franchise. So seeing seeing all these Lakers in the league, 
Oh yeah. Oh no, no, for sure. I guess most storied. You know, like they're yeah. when you think of the NBA, they're like the icon staple. But yeah. yeah, you think of the Lakers, you think of the Celtics, and to see them get so excited about Anthony Davis and then end up with Mike Muscala and giving up Michael Beasley <laughs> and a Reg great Bullock piece. Too. Yeah, and a great. That's true. That's true. They they also gave up a great piece and uh, I mean in, in Zubak, who I thought was I I yeah. thought they were that was crazy. Why would they do that? I don't know. Well, they just, I mean, because it's not like his contract, you know, is off the walls. Like, no, he's he a rookie. Part of the, he, he, yeah, so now it's like you're now making your deal, your potential deal to the Pelicans in the summer less now. Because, I mean, the, the dude's been putting up like 20 and 10, you know, in the last like 15 games pretty often. I think like, the biggest thing with the Lakers. Oh, for sure. I I don't think you give up Zubak, but I I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to clear some space because they didn't have any. Yeah. And it's funny because what they're probably going to do is just add Carmelo. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and tank. It will happen. No, I don't know about. I don't think they'll tank. I think they'll they'll try to well, make it work. They're going to be worse. Oh, of course they'll be worse. They'll accidentally. Not tank. on per- they're, they're, Yeah, they're going to accidentally tank. Yeah, for sure. All right, so enough about the Lakers. They're, they were relevant this trade deadline. Thank God we aren't talking about an Anthony Davis deal to them. I would have been so Good pissed. riddance. Good riddance to I, them. I'm just tired, you know, of LeBron James being gifted another super team and, like, in, you know, to where he could have – he had a chance to win it this year in his first year with the Lakers. That would have really pissed me off. Yeah, it, it would it would have been awful. I, that would be very bad. Um, but yeah, let's let's take a look at some more important deals around the league. Uh, these are probably my our five biggest trades that I think, in no particular order. Let's just start off right to the top with today's probably one of today's biggest ones. Uh, Nikola Mirotic to the Bucks, I think is the that's huge. That's huge. Um, the Bucks. Look at the I, effect that that uh, Nikola Mirotic had last when he was traded from the Bucks to um, the Pelicans. How much of an effect he had spreading the floor, knocking down shots, like he tur- he turned like he was a vital part in uh, that playoff series versus Portland. Yeah, he was it, crucial. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's going to be a really really crucial part for the Bucks playoff when they're kind of going like finals or bust right now. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I think if you are Milwaukee, I mean, you're best you have the best record in the league, have one of the best players in the league, you kind of. You gotta go for that ring. I don't care that the Warriors are, you know, seemingly unbeatable. Just, it, just get in the ring with them and see if you can throw some hay- haymakers at them. You never know what'll happen. But I think this Bucks team, especially with this Miritich deal, getting him, you know, they, they didn't get him for that much. They essentially got him for Thon Maker and two second round picks. That's incredible. And, and he, he he makes the Bucks incredibly well. You got you got the four. Oh, Maker wasn't even a solid rotation player. He fell out the rotations. So yeah, more he's also like thirty eight. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, what? Have you not heard about this? Wait, Thon Maker, you're telling me Th- is a thirty eight year old man. Thon Thon Maker is allegedly like super old because they couldn't find his uh, birth certificate. <laughs> what? Thon Maker age. This is 21, Bobby. What kind of fake news are you throwing at me? No, no, no. This is like just a legend. Like people are like, wait a second. We don't know if Thon Maker is old or not. All right, is, well, hold, hold the phone. Here. I'm going to determine how old this man. How old is How old is Thon Maker? Because again, <laughs> I think a lot of this just has to do with he looks old, but like people weren't able to uh, determine. Well, yeah. Let me see here. Oh, she. Uh, 
Okay, so he's not he's you not thirty eight. You can see wrinkles in his hair. Yeah, look at this man. Face. Look at the. Okay, so apparently, <laughs> apparently his 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 uh, um, birth certificate had him at uh, nineteen, but it, he was actually somewhere between twenty one and twenty three. They just have no idea how old he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, Jesus Christ! That's that's a mess. It, yeah, it is funny though, but. Really, it was it was, it was a great... too much controversy for the Bucks. Obviously, <laughs> clearly causing too many locker room problems. The team just wanted to know that so bad how old he was. He wouldn't give it up. Oh, jeez! Apparently, people also search for Buddy Heald's age, which is twenty six, which is crazy. You forget Buddy's old. Oh yeah, I forget that he's listed like a year younger. But yeah. But anyways, back to the Bucks. Uh, I think th- I kind of did think they needed an extra piece, just something a little more to put him over the edge. I think Mircic is that piece. Yeah. Uh, I think this makes him the best team in the East. Um, and, and they didn't give up that much. Yeah, That's pretty huge. Maybe. I don't know, man. Like when the Celtics really start to get rolling, because this is basically the same team that they had last year. I don't know what what's causing their dip in pr- productivity and wins on the court and their chemistry. I don't know what it is, but I just keep having this feeling that the Celtics are going to get their shit together and they're going to, you know, sweep through the play. Okay, not well, I didn't mean like that, like 4-0 sweeps, but, you know, they're going to close the gate on the East and then make it to the finals like we all thought that they would at the beginning of the season. So I'm still holding out hope for them. Um, but, yeah, you right think now a lot of paper, the Bucks look the best. Yeah, I think a lot of people are definitely – definitely kind of have underestimated the the Celtics. They seem like a team that's perfectly primed to go on a run. They're probably the most seasoned team in the league or not in the league, the in the coaches. East, in the East, in the East. They got the best one of the best coaches in the East. I think they're even though they didn't make any deals, I think uh to really kind of push them ahead, I think they'll be very active in the buyout market uh potentially. But I don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing to track. Cause I, I see the, them being a team that underachieved during the regular season and then just lights it up in the playoffs. Yeah, um, that's that's exactly what I think they'll do. Yeah, they hey, they very well could. But well, this Miritich trade also um, translates big time to competing in the East with Toronto because shifting over to them, they scored with uh, landing Mark Gasol today. Another one of our uh, five big deals. Uh, getting Marcus all for, uh, what was it, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, CJ Miles, Wright. and DeLon Wright. And um, I think a second round pick, too. Yeah, that's not... Not even a first. Uh, well, okay, I, I don't know if I like how how much that impacts their depth. I think Gasol is an upgrade over Valanciunas. He definitely is. Um, it might... I. I I really want to see Gasol play on a good team again. It's been a long time since the Grizzlies yeah. were really that great. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits. Playoffs. Yeah, playoff Gasol, like, we know, we've seen him, how much we, of an issue he can be. We have witnessed, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you pair him next to Serge Ibaka. Like, that's going to be interesting. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, I think Toronto kind of slipped a little bit in the last couple of weeks because they looked so dominant at the beginning and they slipped, and I think they needed to make a splash. Especially with the arms race going on in the East, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I really, I think that was, I think that was a good move for him because, th- like you said, this is a massive arms race right now. Um, I think this this move probably helps the Raptors. A little worried about the depth, but other than that, I think they're mm-hmm. they're still really good in the East. Could definitely make a run, especially with guys like Kawhi Leonard. Um, 
Let's look at let's look at the other team that kind of went all out, you know, trying to trying to improve themselves. The Philadelphia 76ers probably that went leads with, to another top team in the East that's like, you know, loading up on arms. Yeah, they're loading up. Uh, obviously made a pretty big move here. Uh kind of kind of pillaged the uh the the Clippers a bit here. You got I mean, they got um for they gave up Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, who now is with the Clippers. Uh, their own 2020 first-round pick, Miami's 2021 first-round pick, and their 2021 and 2023 seconds to get this. Um, in response, and they got Tobias Harris back for as well as Boban Marjanovic, and I guess also Mike Scott, the guy with all the emoji tattoos. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. wait, I thought that's Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> no, no, no. Kyle Kuzma this has one. Has too? Mike Scott has like tons of them, like oh, just random ones. He has like he has like an eggplant emoji on him and stuff. Look him up. Little plum. Oh yeah, little plums, little peaches and stuff, just all over him, just random ones. <laughs> he, he he has stuff like like that nobody even uses, like typewriter. It's it's hilarious. Little like tongue tattoo is like a tramp stamp on the back. <laughs> red flag, yeah. red flag. Do not trade for this man. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, for sure. But, but the big question is, do you think? Did Philly give up too much for a guy on an expiring deal? Essentially. Oh my God, that's what I was saying yesterday in um, the group in our group text. Is because I mean, although it looks like you know uh, that Philly won right now, now they have like a big four. I mean, of, te- of I go well, okay, well, I, I guess a big three, but I guess um, so like Simmons, Embiid, J- okay, yeah, big four. Yeah, sorry, I was forget I was forgetting Jimmy Butler. So they got a big four now. And and obviously they can really compete in the East this year and make a big time finals run. That's definitely possible. But when you look at the summer, you can't afford to give all four of these guys max money. You got Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris who are free agents at the end of the summer who will most definitely command max money. Jimmy Butler will because he's a max money player. But Tobias Harris is also coming off the best season of his career. He's a free agent. He's going to... Uh, want max money and then the season after two, the um in 2020 i believe ben simmons and Embiid are free agents correct so yes yeah so it's like and you give up two firsts two second and a bunch of depth depth to the clippers all for a guy on an expiring deal i mean that's going balls to the wall dude like that's that's putting all your chips on the table for a finals run this year to keep together. Um, Oklahoma City fans obviously know it's pretty hard to get a group of young stars, a couple of which still on their rookie contracts to get together. But you know, I I don't know. I I think this is I think it's a good deal in the interim. I think they'll definitely this is definitely going to be good for their Eastern run. I think they're right up there with the Bucks. I think it's them the Bucks in terms of talent. It's going to be a great Eastern Conference Finals run. But I I think they it's gave up a dog fight, dude. They gave up way too much for Tobias Harris who. You know, he's just going like, to... What's going to happen? They're going to have Tobias Harris this year. He'll be fine. And then the Knicks are going to give him a max offer. And then he's going to go to New York. Like, I, I just have think, a feeling... You think Tobias Harris will? Oh, yeah. I think it'll be hilarious. The Knicks are going to I overpay for Tobias awesome. Harris. I, th- I think Jimmy Butler's going to bounce. And then they end up keeping Tobias Harris. Yeah. I, my thing is I see them more willing to give Jimmy Butler max money than Tobias. Well, yeah. I and I think... I think I that's going I don't think he wants to be there. I think it's the other way around. I think Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks. 
and to, they're going to try to pair another star with him. Can't find another star, so they just settle on giving Tobias Harris like a small island somewhere. It's going to be hilarious because <laughs> it's going to it's going to bite. I, I just the problem is you'll see you see this a lot. I mean, the Sixers were built on a trade like this, where a team gives up so many assets to improve themselves, and it just backfires. Something bad is going to happen here. They're just there's too many assets here, especially that Miami 2021 first round pick, which that especially because it's unprotected, that is going to be that that that's the best asset in the league. That's going to be incredible. Oh yeah, because the Heat are going to very fall apart. well be a top five lottery. But yeah, they could definitely tank hard. Next year, if they don't score on free agents this summer, which I don't expect them to, but Pat Riley will find some way to just put together a team that can keep them to a point where it's not an embarrassing amount. Um, and you know, I think you know the obviously these picks, you know, are huge assets that I think they that we obviously agree that they gave up way too much for Tobias Harris for. But I think that what goes under the radar is Landry Shamit was having such a good season, a great rookie season, and they just gave him up like he was nothing, like he was chump change. Shamit a lot. I liked him at Wichita State quite a bit. He played really well in the one game I saw him play in against Trey Young. Oh, yeah. Um, I yeah, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty solid aspect to give up. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really interested to see how interesting how that goes going forward for them because I can see Shamit becoming a pretty solid piece in this league. Maybe like a Dennis Schroeder backup point guard. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be a star by any means, but I think he's going to be a very good player going forward. Oh yeah, he'll be a starter at one point for sure. Yeah, I will say this, but. I, I'm really happy that Tobias Harris and Boban got to stay together again. Yes, I was going to say, dude, they're like the one-two punch. They're the tandem. Boby and Toby. It's it's so weird. You would have never put that together, but it's so weird. They're they're the odd couple. I'm I'm a little worried to see if Boban Marjanovic's movie career is going to take a dip now that he's out of Los Angeles. (laughs) He's going to be in John Wick 3, which I'm excited to see. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Do you think it's in their contracts? Like, if they ever get traded, they have to be together? Because they were traded from Detroit, the only two players in that trade from Detroit, trade to the Clippers, and now the only two players from Clippers traded to Philly. That's hilarious. <laughs> they might. They probably just have a Bobby toby clause. I, I'm all yeah. about it. I'm all about that. Tobias, sorry, I'm leaving you. I'm bringing Bobby. <laughs> I'm... I'm <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got you got to keep Bobby. Uh, okay, so back to oh, the Sixers. They're, oh, okay, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I was going to transition to that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the other big Sixers news: Markel Fultz experiment over in Philadelphia. Sent to the Magic. That's sent crazy. to the Magic Kingdom. It is a small world yeah. after all. Um, sent for uh, Jonathan. Uh, they got Jonathan Simmons, uh, a first round pick and a second. I kind of think a, this is a wild. This is a wild thing to say. I think Orlando won that deal, or not Orlando. I think uh, um, no, no, no. I think Philly won that deal big. Oh yeah, too, because you you pried a first out of a rookie who is obviously a mate, one of the biggest busts of all time so far. But and you pulled a first out of him. Plus, you get Jonathan Simmons, who's a solid, solid rotation player on a contending team. Like, like that dude was destroying. Like he was oh, not he was lighting up Golden State 
during that 2017 Spurs series where Kawhi got injured, you know, first game by Zaza, he was like he was lighting them up. He's going to be huge in the playoffs. Uh, Johnson, Jonathan Simmons going to Orlando because I he's such an important piece. I feel like to any contender, excuse me, to any contender, and it's just I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen how he's done this season, so he might he might be garbage, but he's been I don't know. Right? I, I, mean, I, I Orlando, so I mean, yeah, kind of an umbrella, you know, wherever you go on your yeah. But mainly with the Magic, I I just can't believe they would give up future assets in the picks because especially that first round pick because they're not going yeah. anywhere they're not doing anything special i don't why yeah. you know why I give think, up yeah. a first i think what they were thinking is just like you know i either two things we're going to try and make a playoff push right now and try and hope and bank on markel Fultz, you know blowing up or two i mean like well obviously they can't or, if they even if they tank, they're not going to land you know a top five, top six pick. I mean they're like a s- spot or two out the playoffs, so I mean they're not going to get a high lottery pick. So I think that they're maybe just banking on Markel Folds, thinking that they can turn him around, and that all he needed was a good change of scenery. You know, when you're when you're trading a first round pick for a a, a number one pick, basically, in Markel Folds, you're banking on this other pick being not as good as as Markel Fultz, who has shown to be a total head case in the league, doesn't really have a shot down at all. I mean, it's been one of the biggest disaster stories in the NBA. Because, I mean, look, Greg Oden, he was hurt. Nothing he can do about that. Anthony Bennett, I guess he just just tricked... (laughs) I don't know how he got to be the number one pick. (laughs) He just just tricked Dan Gilbert into picking him, I guess. That was... He's just weird. He has a really great personality, so let's let's draft him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, let's just let's draft this completely unathletic, you know, big guy who can't jump and doesn't really He's shoot. He's doesn't do anything. Fun dude, very funny dude. He's from Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, you can find the humor in the little things, uh, <laughs> but. The thing is, Fultz, Fultz, you know he's an issue. This isn't going to I don't think this is going to get any better. And, you know, freezing cold takes. Know. Just if, if, if he turns out to be a superstar, mark this. I will wear this, cha- like, scarlet letter for the rest of my life. I don't care. Fultz isn't going to do anything. This is a bad deal for the Magic. I don't... I don't... I wouldn't write him off just yet. I mean, because remember when, like... Okay, like, after, you know, he got injured and, like, there was all those, you know, like, he he was losing his confidence, like, all those leaks and everything like that and lost his shot. Remember when he came back for, like, 15 games and was actually playing well? It's like, I think the Magic saw, you know, those little spurts of greatness or, I guess, potential to be, you know, I guess, obviously, what a number one pick is supposed to live up to be. And I think they just... They said, you know, we're not going anywhere as a franchise. We need to just make a splash, take a huge risk, and hope it pays off. Also, my guy pump faked a free throw. <laughs> I can't get over that. I cannot my get guy, over that my one. Guy. My guy pump faked a free throw. Oh, this um, could very well fall off the rails and just be a total shamble of a trade, <laughs> which it most likely be. But I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate, and I'm trying to – Get into the magic's head. I see but, what they're getting know, at. I, I yeah. I just I think see that giving up a first though was not a good call. That's 
That's you know, bad franchises make stupid moves. So now, especially in their position, especially in their position, like that, that's going to be a that's going to be a lottery pick that they just gave up. I don't know. I haven't seen any protections on it. I don't think they. I don't think it is protected. Um, that's Jonathan uh, Simmons uh, at this point is more valuable than Markel Fultz. That's how I would have put it. Yeah, I, no, you, I just you can't give up a first. Like, like when Philly asked for a first, like I, that's what I would have said. It's about the pick to me. I think it's. I think at the end of the day, it's about the pick. Simmons wasn't going to make any difference on that magic, but that first round pick very well could be a superstar for them. So I think that's a huge mistake. Um, yeah. Okay, so our last biggest trade now to see how that one blows up. But also, I was gonna we're, I was gonna talk about it before we transitioned into Markel Fultz, but. I think the Clippers real like the uh, include like the Tobias Harris trade and uh, the Avery Bradley trade today. All the Clippers moves that they did today, I think, was genius. Like they're they're loading down on uh, their cap space so they can sign two big free agents, which very well quite possibly could be Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, or Kawhi Leonard and someone else because Kevin Durant there's the next rumors, but. I, they are real, and they're and they're tanking too. They're tanking hard so they can get a good pick to go along with it. I think the Clippers, low key, may, might have won for you, or the trade deadline. I think they, you know, I kind of think I agree with you there because they not only did they clear cap space, but they have a ton of assets now, especially with that uh, Philly trade. I, I mean, they, and they got those picks. The picks, I think. I mean that's that's huge. They have a lot of guys they can trade in a possible deal uh, with Anthony Davis. I think is I think that I think they probably in my mind are the number one po- uh, possible spot for Anthony Davis. You think they're um, number one over the Celtics? I think they are because I think. Well, no, okay, that's that's true. I think they are because Anthony Davis wants to go there. I think he, yeah. he if he wants to go to L.A., I think that would be a good spot. Uh, Boston's kind of rigid, and they're they're stuck. Don't have a lot of flexibility. Um, it at the end of the day, it's going to depend on whether or not the Pelicans want a proven type of guy in Jason Tatum, or if they want to have just this bevy of picks that they could have that the Clippers have right now. Uh, I take Tatum. I take Tatum. I see. I think I would take Tatum too. Um, I don't know. That's I, I think that's a very tough call. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I think they're very close at the top. Uh, but right now... Brown, Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and like the Memphis pick. There you go. Like be that, pretty good. I would take that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I forget about the Memphis pick. Yeah, that... Dude, that's I think a, it's got to be... Top, bo- it's top, probably awesome. Like a top eight pick. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, a, that's a top good. eight pick plus you get Jason Tatum. That's, that's a really good deal. Um, yeah, so transition, transitioning to our final trade... It's hard to believe this was just a week ago. Um, Kristaps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I mean that 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 whole situation. Foreign boys. Yeah, they they love their foreign white guys. They're really big on them. Apparently, they're trying to go after Nikola Vucevic in the uh, free agent offseason. I'm not kidding you. I actually saw that article. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing is, will Porzingis resign with the Mavericks? He just had a pretty rough ACL injury and recovery time. But he seems to be hesitant about signing there long term. Dallas is going to give him the biggest contract they can. They're a good situation. I think they're a pretty solid organization. Um, especially, I, I think I think they have a good good facilities, good 
owner, obviously, who cares, and Mark Cuban. Uh, and the team's set up for the future. You know what? I think it's a good spot for him. And I think that if you if you look at the financial security of it, you kind of take that deal, especially with Luka Doncic yeah. going forward. I, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about this? Do you think the Mavericks well, made a good move not having this guarantee? or No, I think they made a great move. Uh, I, I, well, because I know, I think it's been, it's, I mean, they're aware of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis' friendship that they've had uh, over the season so far. They've had a connection, like, you know, they've been, like, posting on each other's Instagram posts. Um, they've been, like, texting each other. Like, when they played each other, you know, they, like, talk pregame, postgame, stuff like that. And I think that's something that you really got to take into account before you make that trade. Um, because, I mean, the, obviously, if you make that trade, those are going to be your two long-term, I guess, franchise cornerstones for the next 10, 15 years. So, I, I, I mean, I think that was mainly one of the main reasons why they uh, traded for Chris Dobbs. Um I mean, with, with the uncertainty of his free agency. But I think, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that... The Dallas Mavericks organization is a good one. They got a great setup. They have a great owner. They have great facilities. Uh, they have a bright future. I don't know why you wouldn't re-sign. Great city, great city. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I just and you, you got you got someone like Dirk, you know, to really show you the ropes. I mean, assuming that he plays one more season because he said he would. I don't know if he'll. I could see him just sticking around Dallas as like some sort of mentor role. I think that could be pretty good. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially I could, you know, I mean, we're talking, we're joking about it earlier, but like, I mean, he's very similar to Kristaps and Luke actually, but very similar to Kristaps in the fact they're both seven footers from Europe. They have the Euro. Well, not only culture, but I feel like their game is pretty similar okay. between Dirk and and Perzingis. I mean, Christoph the shooting has that fadeaway gone. He, he, yeah, he's got the one-legged fader going for sure. That's I, man, I, I could see I could see that working out very well for them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think the Knicks got enough for him? No, because I mean, well, they didn't get any assets. Literally, all they did was clear cap space. I mean, Dennis I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is the only guy that you can feasibly think as someone with enormous potential. But then again, that's kind of shaky. I mean. That's I, I'm still up in the air on him. I think he has a promising future, but I don't see him as a multiple All Star type player. But that's all you got. You didn't get any picks. You didn't get any. All you're doing is just clearing cap space, just banking on the fact that Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, you, you land two, one or more big time free agents. So it's a big time gamble, but. It's a huge gamble, and it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting, be interesting to see how it pans out because it seems like the Knicks always do this thing where a couple of years they just clear all the books, trade all their assets away, and are like, "Yeah, we have all the all the you know cap space in the world. We're going to get LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, and then they get Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo." <laughs> and at it's the just time, like, though, at the time though, that looked pretty good. Okay, actually, no, the Amar- they only got. Amari Stoudemire, and then a couple years later, yeah, they traded all of their assets away instead of waiting for free agency, where Melo was just going to go there anyways. So so, so they got rid of Gallinari, they got rid rid of Wilson Chandler, they got rid of all of the players who then went on a pretty solid uh, playoff team with the Nuggets, 
I mean, I, I just players are understand. still solid in this league. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, I've I've been a big Wilson Chandler guy for a long time. Um, so I don't know. I think it's I think it's a I think it's probably a good deal for for Dallas. I think yeah. the Knicks the Knicks need to just rebuild like a normal team instead of hoping that people are going to join their dysfunction or just dysfunctional on. organization. Yeah, with Nate with they just have a name brand and a really crappy owner who prefers to play the kazoo in his little band. <laughs> Uh, I do think, though, that David Fisdale, a lot of players respect him. A lot of players respect him, and he, he I think he's a great coach. And I think he's going to be a big um, reason as reason if for free agents to come and sign, want to sign with the Knicks. But if they don't end up uh, signing any free agents, it's a huge loss for the Knicks. You just gave up your star franchise player for nothing. And I think nothing's going to change in that organization until Dolan's gone. I think he's a huge problem, and I would I would be amazed if the Knicks turn it around with him still at owner. The problem is you can't you can't fire an owner. There, I mean, yeah, he has to sell it, you know. But I, think I, I fans I'm might sure. push him out. Honestly, I'm sure they're. I I don't know if he can though, because he, he's unflappable. The guy is just a total oaf. I, I'll say this though: I guarantee you, there uh, there are Knicks fans who go to bed every night just hoping Dolan said something racist, and it'll pop up on the <laughs> internet the next day, so they can yeah, Donald, Donald Sterling they can Donald Sterling him and pay him his three billion dollars. Actually, no, it's four. Uh, the Knicks, um, nice. the Forbes Forbes just came out. Uh, Knicks worth four point one billion, which is. Highest in the NBA, yeah. The Lakers would be number one. The difference is the Knicks own their own TV network. Oh yeah. So you get that asset, which also includes the uh, New York Rangers network. Which, I mean, that's that's impressive. They that that MSG network money. I mean, that's that's what that's what runs the NBA. It it's it's all TV revenue. Um. Well, that's all we have. You know, speaking on Fisdale though. You know, what I forgot, just that I want to add in, is that I totally forgot that this dude won rings with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, like in yep. Miami. He was an assistant head coach. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I always remember seeing him hang out on, you know, hang out on the bench with the glasses. I was like, oh, this guy seems cool. But, well, that's, uh, any other trades you kind of want to key in on? Like anything big? Um, that's all I got. Let me think, yeah. Overall, it was a very exciting deadline. I think, I think. the Lakers bust. The Lakers bust and on the deadline is huge. I bet. I bet that really upset LeBron because now it's really looking gruesome. On uh, and it's the the light is fading in the tunnel for Lakers to get Anthony Davis, and that <laughs> and that quite possibly could be the only realistic free agent that they can get this summer. Because if you if you look at the list, one, let me pull this up. I had a list of free agents that uh, we talked about in the last one, but I mean, like KD's not going, uh, Kawhi's not going. Like I mean, I, they Clay. could really they could really bust this like this summer in free agency. You have to think Clay Thompson's a good option for them, though. He, he's got luck for Golden State. I wouldn't There's say no that way he leaves. I I. I don't personally know about that. I kind of think I kind of think uh, having his own, not his own team, but I, I think being able to breathe in his own space 
in L.A. I think that would be a pretty solid fit. His dad is a Laker legend. He would be another super team. Well, he's always the second Splash Brother. And I know he would be like... He he would be next to LeBron, of course. But, you know, I I think he could really step forward and be that uh, first scoring option that, you know, he could definitely be. That we've seen him be. Right after the Warriors won their third title, like last year, I remember they, they interviewed Clay. And they asked him about free agency, you know, this upcoming summer. And he said, he was like, you know what? I love where I play. I love my teammates and the organization and my coach. I get paid handsomely and we're winning championships. Why would I want to leave? This year, um, he came out and basically said he's all about, it was like a good run. And I just want to, I just want the most money. So if the Lakers pony up more than the Warriors do, which I don't know if they can, I, I think the Lakers are definitely in play for it. Um, I, I think, think that's probably Golden State I think, knows they need to shell out. They need to throw the sink at them. Of course, because I think they know they're losing Durant. Yeah, I think, but like I think for Golden State, you absolutely like if you lose Durant, fine. You won three championships with them, assuming they win this year. But if I mean, if you lose them, him and Demarcus, like I assume Boogie's going to be gone after a year. Um, you still have a seventy-three and nine team on your roster. I mean, not really. A lot of that depth, I feel like, is kind of waning. I, it's a different sure team. People, once you lose people, like you have a lot of free space to sign other players, and a lot of people are going to want to play for Golden State on that team. I think you can easily fill the debt or the depth issue. That's a seventy-three nine team, bro. Okay, I think I that think... seventy. You can't. You can't compare. Like you don't. You can't. You can't replicate that. What what, what they had there. I know you can. You okay. can assume that you can fill guys in, but it's been several years. You don't have a lot of. You don't have some key pieces. I. I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that the Warriors right now. If you take away Durant, of course, take away Durant. I don't think they're as good as the sixteen or the. Uh, the 16 final team at all. Um, I don't think they're 70. I don't, I don't think they're that, I don't think they're that quality of team, but I think they're really good. Um, they, I mean, they we, would definitely still be the team to beat in the league. I think. Well, yeah, for sure. Any, uh, the Steph Curry is a just, we forget about this. He's a game changer. He's a game breaker. Yeah. Nobody can do what he does on the court. It's, it's wild. And if you can keep him, Draymond, him, Draymond, and Clay together, I mean, they're they're always they're probably always going to be you know the favorite because they can claw their way back into anything. Which personally, I kind of want that again. I miss the Warriors where they were you know beatable, mortal, I mean, they but they were amazing. Exactly, mortal but amazing is the def is definitely the that's the right that's that's the right way to describe them. But yeah, so that's all I have for trades. Uh, I think we're pretty good. We will. Uh, anything else you need to say, uh, say for it? No, I mean, I'm just waiting on Presty to see what he's going to do in the buyout market. That's going to be interesting. You know, I, I was thinking about it. Maybe we don't need someone, you know, in the buyout. Maybe we just keep the core we got and continue to have Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson grow as players. We we need someone though because we have 13 roster spots. You you do, you got to fill the maybe. 
sign Burton and then fill, sign someone else. Like, I think you can do, you could definitely do both. I think you definitely should try to get someone just in case. But I agree with you that Grant and Ferguson need to. I, I don't think we need to get someone to replace them because I think they're both doing fine. I think we need to find someone to shore up the bench a little bit. That's probably who we think, need to look for. But I think you got to also look at it is when Roberson comes back, he's going to take over the starting spot over Ferguson, so that's going to limit his minutes. Yeah, that's true. I, the Robertson thing is interesting, and I, I'm, I'm wondering if he will come back or not. That's going to be a very big question for us. Do we have any word on him? I mean, three um, weeks ago, Donovan said he wasn't close to playing. That's the last word we've really heard on him. We've seen him yeah. like just kind of around and stuff. I don't think he's practiced really. He um, was up walking around. Uh, you know, Paul George's like foundation. You know that event they yeah. had last night at Top Golf. Robertson yeah. was there walking around fine, like, doing everything, so... Well, yeah, sure, walking and, you know, going through practice are a different thing for sure, but it, I, I hope, I hope he gets back. practicing since, like, December. Well, yeah, but then the practice stopped after his surgery. Yeah. To I fix think. the discomfort. Oh, man, we need... At least by the playoff time. Yeah, I agree. I think we, I think we definitely... Like, what, 20... Eight games left, something like that. Some like it. We're, I mean, this is the push. This is that last push after All Star break. It's really one of my favorite times of basketball, of, of pretty much any sport. That last run to finish position, and you know things get a little more intense. You get those Sunday games are uh, so much more intense. Yeah, you get those Sunday afternoon ABC games. Ah, oh, it's so good. I, I really do. I really do love this time of basketball. It's about to start getting really good. Uh, Dude, we'll probably we'll like probably be on here a lot more frequently. Oh yeah. It reminds me of last year when we were pushing for the playoff spot because, like, when, like, seeds four through eight, you know, or four through nine were, you know, completely unknown. And one of my favorite moments that I was watching highlights of it actually earlier today, that's why I'm bringing it up, but was when the Rockets were, had 64 wins, I think, and we needed to win, like, three of our last four to, like, get in the playoffs, and we beat them in Houston. That, you know, that really was just, like, I remember that because it was it was a primetime game. It was uh, I was in New York watching it. I it was I was so hyped because that was that was the thing is it was like oh we beat Houston we can probably you know was this momentum will carry on in the playoffs and then we lay a dud against the, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> that, that yeah went to shit but <laughs> yeah we, we, but it we was just fun laid them. It was fun it was, at the time. At, at the time it was very fun and then we laid an absolute egg against the uh, Utah Jazz, which is that's you gotta love that. And then, like um, when the next, like the next game, we were in Miami, and we were down like twenty. Wasn't it like twenty six to four or something? Like that was a legit score, and we came back and won. I, I do remember that. Yeah, that was rough. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I'm excited uh, for it. Should be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Weekend's going to be very fun as well with uh, Diallo and the dunk contest. Oh yes, yes for sure. We'll we'll do a. Uh, I think we should do an all-star preview when that comes. Game. Yeah, just hop in, you know, that, I guess, I guess that, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure out a time, but, you know, we'll, we'll, I think we'll definitely try to start getting more updates to you, maybe, maybe even do our own little Thunder feed for y'all, because, you know, honestly, I, look, I love, I love off-season talk, but this is, Thunder season deserves its own thread, you know, it's its own thing. It's just I, as big I, as OU. It is, it is, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's you know two sides of the uh, 
for me the same coin or two sides of the same coin it just needs its own it needs its own section so we'll we'll work on that but thank you guys for listening you know listen to me and ford do our little rant but you know what it's 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 always fun talking with y'all so uh until uh until the all-star break uh thunder up peace